there's a guy who has a lot of influence uh, in, in NFL circles. He writes for The Ringer. Had a big draft yesterday. I watched some of that on the, uh, on the Periscope, on the old Twitter thing from The Ringer. We'll talk about that in a second. Plus, his winners of the preseason. The one, the only, Danny Kelly. Danny, it's Dave and Kyle. Thanks for joining us this morning. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. Uh, we're ready for football. I want to ask you an unscheduled question before we get going. Yeah. Um, you're you're a younger type. I, you're younger than me. I'm going to go ahead and, and lay that down. Um, <laughs> Not do, that young, but okay. Yeah. Do you remember the IBM "You Make the Call" bits uh, during commercial breaks for NFL games? Uh, it sounds really familiar. Mm, yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't remember it specifically though. No, a lot of people don't remember. I'll rehash the whole thing here because I, I'd like to see you <laughs> help bring it back. It would. You go to commercial break. They'd play a clip from an old game. Uh, it would be a tough call. Uh, the example oh. I used would be like Randall Cunningham drops back, uh, fumbles the ball, and a an actual eagle like the bird picks up the ball and flies <laughs> through the uprights. Is that three points? And then they they go to an IBM commercial. They come back and they tell you what the right call is. Danny, I feel like this needs to come back. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like that concept a lot. Actually, that's kind of fun. It's like fun prop bet. Yes, it gets you to stay through <laughs> and listen, watch the IBM thing and all that, and and. You know, you watch commercially, you get the messaging, Kyle. It's great. Is that what we're going to eventually see is like sponsored prop bets at commercial breaks? Like, hey, who scores the next touchdown? Yes. Brought to you by Firewings. Firewings, just wing it. I don't know. I could really see that, honestly, actually. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, it's going to happen. Text this number with your bet now. Danny, for sure. Yeah, exactly. What was, the, uh, what was the draft you guys were doing yesterday? That's an old Simmons column. Uh, would you mind yeah. help, helping the audience out with uh, what, what you guys spent uh, the afternoon doing? I actually don't know. I was not involved. I heard <laughs> <laughs> it was for I, I, apparently only people who live in L.A. get to take part. Which right. Kind of BS. But um, I think. I think it was everybody picks a team and whoever gets the most wins wins. I, yeah. I, I'm actually not sure. They, uh, they, uh, well, you never, you know, the rule in radio is you never ask a question of a guest you don't know the answer to. So thank goodness. It, it's an old Simmons bit. Uh, yeah, and you're exactly. <laughs> if you didn't know the answer, you're like, oh, all right, next thing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Moving on. How about that? You make the call bit from IBM. <laughs> each, each team, if you will, each person gets. Uh, gets to pick. I think they got to pick three teams. And then I, I the winner is just simply uh, you add all the wins together from each team, and that's your fantasy oh. league. Yeah, very, very that is good. Mm-hmm. The Raiders were one of three teams not picked Ooh. in the entire draft. Ooh, that is brutal. Yeah, so Danny Kelly, uh, if you were picking and had an opportunity to pick teams solely based on wins, would you consider the Raiders uh, a team to stay away from, or are you more bullish on them? I wouldn't say I'm bullish. I don't think, but at the same time, I don't know if I think they're going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL either. Right. I think, I think you know, they're probably, you know, just to put it mildly, a middling team. I, I could see them win like five or six games. <laughs> At this right. point, I mean, I think that the John Gruden experiment is going to be fascinating to watch. Actually, we did a shoot around for the ringer, and I don't know if it's up yet, but I'm going to be looking at the Raiders this year a lot just because they're kind of bucking the trend right now. The NFL is getting a lot younger, and it's because of the CBA. You got guys who are on rookie contracts getting paid a fraction of what veteran players of the same of around the same caliber make typically, and so teams are just getting a lot younger. And 
<clears throat> Gruden is kind of going the other way with it. I think he sees a lot of value in ex- experience and technique and whatever you want to say. So I'm excited to kind of see if that actually works because right now you see a lot of sloppy football. You see a lot of young guys playing that maybe shouldn't be playing. And obviously speed and explosiveness are important factors when, when you're playing in this game. I think it's a young man's game in general. But at the same time, I just kind of wonder if, if having some guys that have been there and, and have experience and good technique can, can maybe you know actually be a positive thing. I don't know. We'll see. So when you saw the Mac news on Saturday, did you fall off your chair or did you at some point oh, nod, nod your head and go, okay, whatever? I got, I got a text message saying, get up, Mac's traded. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, that is insane!" I, well, I just obviously don't think it's a good idea. I think you know you don't trade away a defensive player of the year type player in his prime. Um, but obviously, uh, there's rumors now that it's kind of a cash flow issue or something like that, which again is not not necessarily a forgivable thing. So, I think overall, it was probably a really dumb move. As we talk to Danny Kelly from The Ringer, we, we just had a gentleman on, and we were talking about the Rams because they are taking on the Raiders uh, on Monday. And I'm going to ask you when it comes to the Rams, uh, are they the most talented team top to bottom on both sides of the ball in the NFL, on paper at least? And if not, who would you put ahead of them? Um, they could be the well. It's tough because the the Vikings, yeah. I think, have maybe a, a more talented defense, and you could make an argument for a couple of teams having a more talented offense. I certainly think that they're one of the more balanced teams in terms of their overall talent on, on both sides of the football. But I don't think they're the most talented defense. I would probably give that to the Vikings, and I don't think I would call them the most talented offense simply because. You know, I don't think Goff is in the elite stratosphere, and quarterback is just so important. So I might put, you know, a team like potentially the Falcons or the maybe even the Saints in front of them in terms of talent on offense. So, but I do think they're a really good team. I think you know the balance is important. Danny yeah, Kelly with us, uh, and since we are local, uh, I'll switch over to the Forty ers The Forty ers who are hoping that defense pays off. Uh, at some point, Jimmy Garoppolo is obviously the entire story with the squad. Jarek McKinnon out for the season. So, hey, Matt Breida and Alfred Morris, let's go. Uh, yeah. Your thoughts on their chances this season? You know, I, I think the offense is going to be really good. I don't think it's, it's you know, I think the hype will kind of like match up with what they do this year. I think Garoppolo is really good, and I trust Shanahan to design a scheme that'll That'll get him in a position to make, you know, it, it's just going to put him in a position to excel. And having a full offseason to kind of prepare for that, I think, is going to be big for Garoppolo. We already saw him do really, really well, kind of just off the cuff. Like, he was, you know, he's just coming into a new offense completely, and after a few weeks they threw him in there. So mm. I, I'm excited to see what he does after a whole offseason of preparation. Getting Pierre Garçon back, I think, is going to be big for them. Goodwin looks like he's kind of developing into a number one guy. And they've made a couple of changes on the offensive line. So I, I think overall they're going to be really good on offense. And But I'm just kind of curious what happens on defense. I think their secondary has a lot of question marks. I don't know if Richard Sherman is going to be the same player he was with the Seahawks, you know, at least early on in the season as he's coming back from that Achilles injury. Um, you know, they've got some unproven guys on that side of the ball. And I'm just kind of wondering where they're going to get their pass rush from. I, I like – Forrest Buckner a lot, but you know, 
Solomon Thomas didn't exactly break out as a rookie. I think he'll, you know, he'll, we'll be looking for him to make kind of a second year jump. And from there, I mean, I don't know. Like, is is Eric Armstead kind of the guy that they they can expect to get double digit sacks? I don't know. There's just a lot of question marks with that defense. It wasn't a good unit last year, and I think if they're gonna if they're gonna go to the playoffs, it's gonna be their offense carrying them, and they'd be a lot a lot better served if their defense was anywhere around average. I'll put it that way. Danny, you're the, one of the Dannys on the Danacy Football Podcast on the Ringer <laughs> Podcast Network, which is just an elite uh, podcast name. I've, I've mentioned that it's to you before, name. but I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing a I'm doing something a little different this year with my fantasy teams. Where I used to be the guy I'm a Niner fan, and I used to be the guy uh, who would not have any 49ers on my fantasy team because if they mm-hmm. were gonna if they were gonna lose on Sunday. I didn't want him screwing over my fantasy team as well. Like, they were already messing with my emotions enough. But I'm doing something different yeah. this year, and uh, I'm keeping a couple of 49ers on my roster. Uh, Marquise Goodwin's a guy that, that I'm leaning pretty heavily on. But Jarek yep. McKinnon was another guy I was really high on, uh, but he's obviously out for the year. Is 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 Matt Breida or Alfred Morris, are either of those guys uh, people I can lean on, or should I go elsewhere? I think that, okay, well, number one, I have the feeling that both of these guys could be kind of frustrating as fantasy players this season. I would lean, I think, Alfred Morris. I think that he's going to be their first and second round guy. We heard John Lynch talk about how they didn't maybe realize that they wanted a guy like him, a kind of a between-the-tackles, grinder-type player who can you know, get those tough yards. He's a physical guy. Breed is more of a, I don't know if he's a satellite back necessarily, but he's smaller, he's a little bit more explosive and, and space-type player, and so... I think Morris is probably going to end up getting more volume. Now, if you're in a PPR league, I think Breed is probably worth picking up just because of the way that Shanahan uses his, his running backs in the passing game. But then he's going to maybe get you know, some competition from Kyle Juszczyk in, in that area. And so I, I would say if you're leaning on them, like if, he's, if you're looking for a running back one, I would not go that direction. But, um, running back two or three, I think it's probably worth a speculative ad at this point just to see kind of how everything shakes out. But I, I lean Morris in this one because I think he's probably going to be the guy to get goal line carries, and, and he'll get them. I think he'll probably get the majority of carries for this game. Yeah, there's such a fall off when it comes to running backs when you are drafting, and and every year it seems there's one or two guys that that just pump up, and then next year are top ten, top fifteen picks. So I'm I'm curious out of this season whether it's uh, I don't know a Jamal Williams, a Peyton Barber, a Nick Chubb, the uh, the kid and. I always forget his name. The kid in uh, Baltimore, the Ravens guy that they're they're holding on. Alex Thorne. Thank you very much. Do you see yeah. Do you see a guy out of that group or others that that this time next year is going to be one of those uh, top fantasy picks? You know, the name that kind of sticks out to me right now is Royce Freeman in mm-hmm. Denver. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's kind of I, at, based on preseason hype. I think he's he's kind of outplayed Booker and anybody else in that backfield. He's looked pretty solid. He's broken a lot of tackles. He looks kind of like. You know, just for lack of a better word, a sturdy guy. Like he, he, he looks like he could probably take you know a full season of, of carries and, and be fine with it. And he did that in college. And so, I kind of think he's he's one of those guys that could end up being a high pick next year, especially if they can you know have a little bit of balance this season. The, the Broncos, I mean. Um, another guy I think that kind of stands out for me is Kenyon Drake. Last year we saw he was one of the most uh, efficient runners in the NFL when he took over like about halfway through the year or in the back third of the season. Um, obviously, he's going to have to fight for carries with uh, Frank Gore, but I'm assuming as long as Frank Gore is actually 
you know, if he actually is aging and he's not a vampire, I think, you know, eventually, eventually they're going to have him as kind of their lead guy. And I like him. I think he's a very, very talented runner. And so he could be a guy that, that kind of shoots up draft boards next year. If he gets a, if he, if he's looking like the number one guy in Miami. Are there any rookies you're looking at? And I, and I hate asking about like, Hey, who's the next Alvin Kamara? Because his season was <laughs> such an outlier last year, but are there any rookies that you're just, just really, really high on this year? Um, that is a good question. I think, I think people because of the knee issue are sleeping on Sony Michelle in New England. I think that he could. I'm not going to say he's going to do like what Kamara did because they're not the same type of player necessarily. But you know, right now he's pretty low on the on the pecking order in terms of right now. I'm looking at it. He's like running back. Oh, I don't know, 31 or something like that. And so people are kind of you know assuming the knee issue is going to be something that has to be managed all year, but. I could see him at the same time being like the lead guy in that New England offense and just going off. <laughs> and so I think he's he's sort of a sleeper that I would be looking at, 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 at as for a rookie. And then, you know, obviously in, in Seattle, Rashad Penny is, I think, taking a taking a fall because of Chris Carson in front of him. But if Carson, you know, if Carson hasn't proven that he can stay healthy. And so if, Car- if Chris Carson can't stay healthy and, and, I, and Penny takes over as the lead back in the Seattle offense, I think he could be the kind of guy that, that really kind of goes off because I, I know they want to run the ball a ton. They're trying to recapture that identity, that Marshawn Lynch beast mode style identity. Penny's a big guy, very elusive. And so, you know, those, those two guys kind of later round, not later round, but mid round guys that I think people are sleeping on a little bit right now. I'm going to ask you finally about the guy that really has given me the most fits in, in, in fantasy league drafts. And that's John Ross. Uh, first round pick yeah. last year yeah. gets injured. Smoked Vontae Davis for a 57-yarder in preseason. I'm not I'm not talking about, you know, first five, six rounds, whatever, but do you put – I see him not in some leagues at all, and I find myself picking him up in, in damn near every league I'm in. Do you put value on John Ross, and if so, how high? Uh, he's been a popular last-round pick for me hmm. because he's, he's – like you said, in a lot of drafts, he's not even being taken. Right. Um, I think he's one of those guys that – you know, he's a dartboard shot at this point, but at the same time, um, he look, he's looking like he's going to be the number two guy in that Bengals offense. And there's some, you know, there's some volume to be had there. Last, uh, they let uh, Brandon LaFell go, and he's averaged 98 targets over the last two seasons. And so, I mean, you're looking at a potential 100 target player. Wow. And with his speed, you know, I, you know, I don't know if he's going to get there. He's got to prove it because obviously his rookie was a complete disaster, but. Um, I watched him at Washington. I think he's a really talented player. He's, he's more than just a deep threat. Um, and so I think that he's kind of got that sneaky, you know, he's a sleeper type guy. I think he's in a position with, you know, like I said, there's there's room for volume there because volume ultimately is the most important thing in fantasy football. I think if he could emerge and, and kind of claim that number two spot in the Bengals offense, you know, that could be that could be a really, really pretty uh, I think it he could be ready for a breakout put that way. Here with Danny Kelly of the Ringer. For we have our drive fantasy league draft tonight, but I'm in a couple other leagues where we've we've drafted already. Uh are there any any people kind of laying around on waiver wires that you would be uh you would be high on to pick up? On the waiver wires, let's see here. Um I just put in a claim for Benjamin Watson, Saints tight end, because I just think you know, number one is thirty seven years old or something like that. So 
Um, people are probably looking looking past them a little bit, but the Saints tight ends have always kind of been a big fantasy factor up until the last couple of seasons. I think that Cooper Reed likes passing up the team, and Watson's just a wily vet. And, and I actually heard someone was saying on the team was saying that he's actually in the best shape of anybody on the team right now. So um, he's a guy that I've been targeting. I think people are sleeping a little bit on Randall Cobb. There's been a lot of injury, you know, rumors right now, trade rumors around him. And that could all be true. But at the same time, you know, he having the number two guy in the Packers passing offense, I think it's yeah. is a potential for, you know, a lot of volume. And so I think, you know, Cobb or maybe if you want to, you know, go with Geronimo Allison instead, if you don't think Cobb can get healthy. I think I'm, I'm looking at teams who I think are going to have good offenses and, you know, players that are potentially undervalued. So another guy would be like Tyrell Williams and, and with the Chargers. He's potentially the number two guy in, in, in L.A., almost said San Diego, in L.A. And, you know, players like that that have, have a potential for good volume from a good quarterback that I think are being undervalued right now. So there's another there's a couple guys like that, I think. Danny Kelly hosts the Fantasy Football Podcast on the Ringer Pod, Podcast Network with uh, Danny Heifetz also Writes for the ringer. You can read all his stuff, uh, including his winners in preseason. Fine, fine article indeed, and fine radio guest. We appreciate your time as always, <laughs> Danny. We'll talk to you throughout the season. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. All right, take care. It's Danny Kelly.